14 pilgrims gathered this week here at Trinity to journey with their guide to write beautiful icons. Rather than a call to a pilgrimage on foot towards a physical place or destination, this was a pilgrimage with tubes of beautiful paint, lots of patience and fortitude and prayer, and many, many sheets of luminescent gold leaf. We commenced our pilgrimage Monday in the parish hall with our final destination as a community on Friday here in the church, carrying our beautifully made icons in the Virgin of the Virgin of Vladimir holding the Christ child, each one the product of love and devotion, and each one a unique creation. We 15 were called into community to create the image of Christ in Mary. With the guidance of the Holy Spirit and our gifted teacher, and as layer by layer of color we meticulously painted, we drew deep into creating the visage of God in human form, a likeness that we can recognize. In our icons, Mary is Theotokos, or God-bearer, no longer just a young woman who says yes to God. She is now portrayed as the mother of God who is holding God, through whom all things came to be, and he calls us to him. The John, John's Gospel today is a call of Philip and Nathaniel by Jesus. Philip was from Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and Peter, James and John. Both Philip and Andrew were followers of John the Baptist, so they already understood that the Messiah was in their midst. When Jesus said, follow me, there was no hesitation to confess him as Christ and say, yes, I will follow. But Nathanael was an outsider. He is from Cana. So when Philip says that Jesus from Nazareth is the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about, Nathanael was a bit of a skeptic. Messiah, Micah prophesies that the Messiah will be from Bethlehem, of course. The town of Nazareth is nowhere and never mentioned in the Hebrew Bible. But Philip does not argue with Nathaniel. Philip just says, come with me. I'll introduce you to, and you see for yourself. Experience Jesus on your own. Make up your own mind. And Nathaniel is curious enough to respond. And when he meets Jesus, he is transformed. Jesus already knows him inside and out, knows his heart, his righteous character, and even places him in a space and time, under a fig tree, the place symbolizing peace and prosperity for the Jewish people. Nathanael's response is to confess, confess that he is king of Israel and commits to being his disciple. It's John's formula for coming to Christ. Come and see, confess, and commit. Unlike the Synoptic Gospels, John does not keep the identity of Jesus during his ministry as the Son of God a secret to be revealed later. Jesus is a gift to be shared and shared now. First, it is John the Baptizer who identifies Jesus, the Lamb of God, and his disciple Andrew hears this. Andrew believes that Jesus is the Messiah, then rushes to tell his brother Simon Peter and brings Peter to Christ. Both become followers. Jesus then calls Philip. Philip confesses and commits to Jesus. Next, Philip finds his friend, Nathaniel, 
And when Jesus reveals himself to Nathanael as the one who not only hears his longing desires, his prayers, and reads his heart, but unlike Andrew and Peter's call, Jesus says, where he says, you will be fishers of men. When Nathanael confesses him, the king of Israel, Jesus then reveals to us that ultimately we will see heaven with the Son of Man, the one uniting heaven and earth. Our world seems to demand explanations for just about everything. Having to argue our case, we need to have all our ducks in a row to persuade others of our needs or our wants, to justify our opinions. Evidence is always needed. But Philip's example teaches us not to worry about all of that. He doesn't waste time and effort trying to convince Nathaniel. He simply extends an invitation to his close friend to partake in the good news. Because these two men hold each other in trust, in friendship, goodwill is a currency used to bring Nathaniel to Jesus. That is all that's needed, and his life is changed. Jesus calls Philip, Philip confesses, commits and tells his friend, the friend confesses, commits to discipleship, and in turn calls others. It's what the people of the first century church might experience as the way, the way the good news of Christ is shared, the way of discipleship. It happened when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well. Her meeting with Jesus compelled her to share her encounter with her own people. He told me everything I ever did, she said. A life transformed that transforms other lives in the sharing of the gospel of Jesus. And it continues today. Our hearts long for this good news, the peace of knowing that we are understood, are valued and loved, forgiven, blessed, and that we are destined to be with God in heaven forever. It is the unconditional love and grace the world cannot give. The love of Jesus and our willingness to commit to his way unburdens us from our quest for expecting the world to fulfill that distinctly human need. And it's our call to tell others. There's no need to prove, explain, or cajole, or defend. Just a simple invitation to come and see and to experience Jesus as we have. Jesus is powerful enough to hold the attention of the invited and to capture hearts, just as he did with Nathaniel. As Philip shares Jesus with his friend, we too can share Jesus and grow in our relationship with God. Only a few words are needed, no explanation, only that I want to share this with you. Come and see. And like Philip, we can bring our friends to Christ, deepening our relationship with Jesus and bringing them the love they have never encountered before. As a community of the icon class experienced this past week, painting the images of Jesus and Mary in the writing of the icon, I could not help but feel that the holy pieces we help create are filled with God's love poured into them through our hands. In the tradition of iconography, many people paint icons only to give them to others. They are shared with loved ones or churches or cloister communities they are now recipients of prayer and the love and the effort that the icon writer poured into them. Icons are not worshipped, but are tools for prayer, 
helping us to contemplate God's will for us, God's truth, and to nurture our spirits. And like an icon prayed over and given away to strengthen and share the love of God with others, we might be called to spend some time in prayer for our friends who don't know Jesus or who don't have a strong relationship with him at this moment. Then, like Philip, all we need to say is come and see, and Jesus will take it from there.